Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Two o'clock hour. Here we go, DMV. How's everybody doing today? 106.7 back on your AM FM dial. We're on the Odyssey app and on our stream at thefandc.com. However, you're tuned in today. We appreciate you hanging out with us for just a bit. I'm Danny Noakes. My guy Denton Day producing the show, 800-636-1067. Those MGM National Harbor listener lines wide open for the rest of the show. You can also get in touch with me on Twitter. It's a great way to do it as well. I'm at Danny Noakes. You can tweet the station at 1067thefan as well. Thanks to RJ Anderson, CBSSports.com's Major League Baseball coverage. He joined us back in the... 1 o'clock hour, and a reminder that we are with you up until 3.40, so about an hour, 35 minutes before we jump off the air, we'll hand it off to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. Nats on deck begins at 3.40, and first pitch between the Nationals and the Arizona Diamondbacks is at 4.10 this afternoon. Eric Fetty gets the start for the Nats against Corbin Martin, the righty. Fetty 5-7 this year, 4.91 ERA, 88 innings of work for him, and 67 strikeouts. So Nats Diamondbacks on the way later today, 4-10 first pitch. We're talking a lot of National Football League here in the 2 o'clock hour today. We're going to talk some commanders, but before we get there, a little bit of a solemn note here as Houston Texans wide receiver John Mechie III has been diagnosed with leukemia. He said this earlier today, quote, Recently I was diagnosed with APL, acute promyelocytic leukemia. I think I pronounced that correctly. The most curable form of leukemia, Mechie said in a statement released by the Texans. Continue the quote, I'm currently receiving great medical care, am in good spirits, and expect to make a full recovery at a later point in time. As a result of this diagnosis, I will likely not be playing football this season. My main focus will be on my health and recovery. Thank you in advance for your support and well wishes. I cannot wait to come back stronger than ever. God bless, end quote. So very scary stuff. Whenever the term leukemia or cancer gets thrown around, right? Leukemia being a form of blood cancer. That's obviously scary. But the good news is here for John Mechie third Texans wide receiver, it would appear that it is the most curable form of leukemia. Makes it maybe a little bit less scary, but obviously we're thinking about him, hoping for a speedy recovery. Hopefully his doctors are able to get him back to the point where he's at 100% and can go play in the National Football League again. 
Because if you'll remember, the Texans traded up in the second round, sending three picks to the Cleveland Browns to take Mechie 44th overall. That's the 12th pick of the second round in this year's draft. Mechie, obviously a very successful career at Alabama. 96 catches, 1,142 yards, eight touchdowns last year. And he tore his ACL in the SEC championship game in December. It's just one bad thing after another for Mechie. Just absolutely praying, hoping that he's able to make a swift, speedy recovery. He's been diagnosed with leukemia, but it is said to be the most curable form of leukemia, APL. And just on that same note, not to get too serious on you folks, but I did want to mention something that happened in my personal life earlier this week, and it was a friend of mine and many others here in Northern Virginia, Chantilly, Virginia, to be specific, that we had to very tragically say goodbye to after a couple-year battle with cancer himself. My friend Nick McGinnis recently lost his battle as well. He was diagnosed with a form of brain cancer a couple of years ago, went into the doctors with very bad headaches in 2020, and it just developed from there. And it stinks, obviously. Anytime you have to watch a friend, a family member, it seems like cancer has has touched all of our lives. You have a hard time finding someone that it has not touched at at this point. But um, what Nick went through was obviously very harrowing and scary, but he faced it with the great attitude that he always had in his life, good vibes. And there was a time where it looked like he might pull through, but it was just so advanced that he ultimately succumbed to the disease, and and we had to say goodbye to him last week. So uh, rest in peace to my friend Nick McGinnis there. And again, just because it was on the topic of cancer, obviously, that's why I mentioned it alongside this John Mechie the third news. But but hopefully John Mechie is able to beat this form of leukemia and and move on to have a successful NFL career. But you're not going to see him this year, obviously. Now, if we change our tune a little bit and move on to a discussion about training camp, what the Washington Commanders are looking forward to, what you guys are looking forward to as well. There was actually some interesting comments made by Booger McFarland, ESPN analyst, who was actually speaking very highly of Chase Young recently. Their conversation, it seems like this is the only conversation around the NFL leading directly into training camp, unless there's contractual disputes from someone, a big-name player. But this conversation was around Madden ratings, okay? I went to the... uh, I think it was NBC Sports Washington's website. I, I even go into ESPN and CBS... Everyone's just talking about Madden Madden ratings right now, which I do not care about. I actually stopped playing Madden several years ago. Not because I hate it or anything, but it's very literally the same game again and again and again and again with updated rosters, and I know that no one's really going to disagree with me about that. Not that I'm saying that you shouldn't go buy it because getting the new rosters every single year makes the game more fun. I'm with you on that. That's not a dig at anybody who still plays Madden. But the conversation around Madden ratings with the players now is is kind of funny. Uh, but among other things, Booger basically said that Chase Young is in the same category as Miles Garrett from an athletic standpoint. He talked about his physicality, what he's able to do from an athlete's standpoint. And he put Chase Young on a list of pass rushers that will crack the top 10 in terms of their Madden ratings. But... I think he more so means the top 10 pass rushers in the league very soon. And the most, I'll say, outlandish thing that Booger McFarland said about Chase Young this season is that if he can stay healthy, Booger believes that Chase Young will have 20 
sacks. Not 10, not 15, but 20 sacks for Chase Young this year, right? I think that's very hyperbolic. <laughs> I think people need to lower those expectations. And, and I think most of us here in, in the DMV do not have the expectation that Chase Young is going to go out there and have 20 sacks this year. I, I think that's actually very unlikely. It would be cool, but I definitely do not see that happening, right? But I don't think he needs to. That's the thing. I don't think Chase Young needs to really have even anywhere near 20 sacks for the commanders to take a significant step forward in terms of their overall defensive production, Chase Young's own personal production, as well as the commander's overall record. Hopefully they can get above 500 this year. But I remember what Warren Sapp was saying when he came to minicamp a month or so ago. And I'm again going to paraphrase because I don't have the exact quote in front of me. We don't have the audio. But essentially, what Warren Sapp was saying is that the commanders have a, a nasty defensive front. And he spoke specifically about several guys. But he also spoke specifically about how if this unit plays together, they play off of one another they play to complement each other. They play as a unit. They'll be darn near unstoppable. If they decide to double-team John Allen, that means you're just freeing up Sweat and Young on the edge, probably going one-on-one. -on -one. Whoever can beat their guy first, they, they get the sack, right? That's a scenario that could play out, right? It's not, all that, it's not always that simple when it comes to when you line it up on the defensive side of the ball. But the point is, I think if you're anywhere near that 10-sack mark, if you're Chase Young, you're going to be just fine. What I think is most important here is, and it's already been said, they got to stay healthy. Chase Young obviously missed half of last season due to that torn ACL. So I think as long as he's in the lineup, it's kind of like what I was saying on Friday night. There's just no way for me that this defense could take another step back. They're too talented. They were one of the worst units in the league last year, despite probably being one of the most talented. They had some injuries. They didn't play well. But they still ended up at, what, 7-10? and 10? Won the same amount of games that they did when they won the division a year ago. Not saying that that's, that that's going to be the expectation to win the division. Seven games. It couldn't possibly be. That's only happened, I think, five times in NFL history. But if they're playing well together and they're staying healthy... I imagine Chase is going to be somewhere around 10, maybe 12 sacks. Maybe Montez Sweat is around 8 to 9, right? Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are just clogging the middle. You can't get anything by them. You don't have to have astronomical stats to be the best defense in the league. And I don't, say, I don't think that the commanders will have the best defense in the league. Not at all. But... You should be at least in the top 10 with the amount of talent that you have on this roster, and you need to take a significant step forward from last year. That's, that's on Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, and, and Ron Rivera, the head coach, who, who is said to be a defensive-minded head coach. But I, I have faith. I do. I, I have a lot of optimism surrounding this unit. What happens with Chase Young going forward, though, we don't know. We don't know exactly what his status is yet. We know he's been rehabbing. It sounds like it's going pretty well. He was rehabbing with Von Miller at some point. Von Miller has won multiple Super Bowls now, several-time All-Pro. He's a freak. He's going to go down, I think, as one of the better pass rushers in NFL history. So I think he's surrounding himself with the right people. And I just feel like this, this unit, 
despite the fact that they need some help with linebacker. And for the next couple of segments, I'm going to take a look at each side of the ball. We're talking specifically most about Chase Young right now. But next segment, we'll go to the offensive side of the ball and look at who some of the guys that are going to benefit from more attention being paid to Terry McLaurin. And then we'll look at the defensive side of the ball, the linebackers, how the defensive line can help those guys out behind them as well as the defensive backfield. There's a lot to look forward to with the Commanders. We don't always have the, we haven't always been able to say that going into training camp. And we haven't even talked about the fact that Dan Snyder is out there somewhere near Cannes, France, just trying to avoid a subpoena, right? I mentioned Friday could just picture him bolting from island to island and in in a sped up time to yakety sacks. It's just something that's absolutely comical. He continues to be a, an embarrassment to say the least. But all right, let's step aside. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We're staying in the NFL. Look at the offensive side of the ball for the commanders going into training camp. Who stands to benefit the most from Terry McLaurin getting more and more attention, which we expect to happen this year. Probably going to draw some more double teams. We'll talk about it next on 106.7. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Danny Noakes back with you this Sunday afternoon, 1067. The fan hanging out until 340. That's when Nats on deck starts. Charlie Slow's Dave Jagler will have the call. 30 minutes of pregame coverage before first pitch at 410. The Nationals trying to avoid the sweep against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Eric Fetty on the bump for the Nats in this one. Denton Day, my producer, he's back in the studio. Appreciate all his hard work today as well. 800-636-1067. That's the MGM National Harbor listener line. If you would like to jump in on the conversation, that's a great way to do it. Hit me up there. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Danny Noakes, D-A-N-N-Y-N-O-K-E-S, or 1067, the fan, on Twitter as well. So who stands to benefit the most from more attention that's going to be paid to Terry McLaurin this season. 800-636-1067 if you have an idea of who that might be. Terry, obviously, four-year extension, big money, but we're just glad that he's here because you saw in the everything that's happened since he signed this contract, he's just been very humble, very thankful and grateful for it. 
Uh, and he just he just gives off leadership energy, right? So Terry McLaurin in your locker room, that's big time right there. And the fact that he's now going to have somebody like Carson Wentz throwing him the football this year, I think that'll improve. And I'm still going to acknowledge everybody out there who is not sold on Carson Wentz being a decent quarterback this year or being a decent quarterback for some time in the future. I think he could be the answer long term, but obviously one season at a time, one game at a time before we even get to that point. But I still think it's a significant step up from Taylor Heineke, who didn't play poorly last year. I said Heineke's play, I would say, was average to below average. Definitely missing some accuracy, definitely missing some deep ball strength. And I think Carson Wentz gives that to you less about the accuracy, but definitely has a bigger arm than Taylor Heineke. So who stands to benefit the most from more attention to Terry McLaurin? Because we're going to assume he's going to start to pick up more and more double teams if he already wasn't. So is it someone like Deami Brown, Jahan Dotson, or Cam Sims, other wide receivers? We haven't seen a whole lot of Jahan Dotson yet. And him being a first-round pick, there's obviously going to be some pretty sizable expectations that comes with him. And as is always the case, God willing, he stays healthy. But Dotson, I think everybody knows that the biggest threat he brings to the offensive side of the ball for a defense would be his speed. Maybe. I think it would be his speed. But the less talked about aspect of Dotson's game, I think, are his hands, his ability to catch the football. It's the most important thing you could do as a wide receiver, so that's that's a good thing. But Dodson makes a lot of one-handed catches, makes it look pretty easy. I, I think there is a lot of Terry McLaurin in Jahan Dodson. Now, I think that they'll play Dodson out of the slot. That's what it sounds like, more so than maybe split out wide to one of the sidelines. But Jahan Dotson seems like a pretty natural second option as to who might be the guy that starts to pick up some more work if Terry McLaurin is seeing more and more double teams. But De'Ami Brown is another guy that has also, I think, gotten better over time. And, and Cam Sims, too, doesn't get a lot of looks, but it's good to have those guys, I think, in the rotation I think they're pushing one another, and I think they're all getting better. And so adding Dotson into the fold, you already have Terry, who is for sure an elite wide receiver. I, th I think Dotson probably is the natural selection there to, to who picks up more work. But he's a rookie, so I imagine they're also probably not going to overwhelm him. Logan Thomas is also someone that's probably going to benefit a lot from not just Terry McLaurin picking up double teams, potentially, right? But... How about the fact that, first of all, Logan Thomas is coming off an injury, but Carson Wentz does love to throw the ball to his tight ends. He loved throwing to Zach Hurts in Philly, and I, I'm pretty sure that he liked throwing to Mo Alley Cox, a Richmond, uh, a Richmond, or not, excuse, not a Richmond, VCU alum. Obviously, they always bring up the fact that he played VCU basketball in any broadcast that, that he appears in any game that Mo Alley Cox appears in. But I have to think that Carson Wentz is really going to be going. He's going to be looking for his tight end, specifically Logan Thomas, who is, is quickly becoming a very reliable tight end. Not to mention, Gandy Golden from Liberty has now transitioned, I believe, from wide receiver to tight end, which seems to be a much more natural position for him. He's a big dude. So I, I think hopefully 
he's going to be a little bit more productive at tight end than he would be at wide receiver. I think Thomas and Dotson are, are two very obvious picks for who's going to pick up a lot of work this year. If Terry is getting a lot of double teams or if they're they've just they're just shadowing him and and having someone play over the top. However teams decide to go after him and it it'll change from week to week probably based on several factors but also based on who they're playing against and if they have somebody that they think they can stick and follow Terry McLaurin around all game. The backfield is also something that needs to be considered. Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick and now Brian Robinson. They need to have at least a consistent running game. And it, I, I wouldn't call it consistent last year. It wasn't bad, but it could have been better. Gibson misses some time with injuries. And now you could start to see Gibson and McKissick lose some goal line touches to Brian Robinson. But I think each of those guys gives you a different dynamic. And when you can rotate three different running backs in today's NFL... With the way that offenses run, to me, that just can't be a bad thing. So my last point on the offensive side of the ball, looking at the commanders as we get ready for training camp. You had Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus, who put Sam Cosme on his list of sophomores, guys going into their sophomore year in the NFL. That's their second year who were primed for a big 2022-2023. He gave a list of about 15 players. And Cosme, obviously, the 51st overall pick by the Washington football team last year. He actually had a lot of trial by fire. I mean, could you imagine Cosme when he came out of Texas? I actually really liked that pick. He's a guy that I think most people, most analysts, not even just reporters that are covering here, the team here in D.C., but he had to go up against Sweat and Chase Young several times. Montez Sweat, almost said Josh Sweat. Montez Sweat all throughout training camp. And that was obviously before Chase got hurt. And then Cosme ends up finishing last season the third highest overall grade by a tackle among fellow rookies from Pro Football Focus. So I think there's steady development across each position on this offense. Hopefully that all comes together. The one thing, and this is very obvious, but it has to be said, the one thing that you need, though, is health, right? You need health. You need health from top to bottom there if you want to compete and be in the thick of things, be in the playoff race at the end of the season, even for just a wild card. But we just mentioned the offensive line. You're going to need some health there. They don't quite have the depth that they once did on that side of the ball. And, and, and the same goes for the defense. The defensive line doesn't quite have the same depth, and that's where we'll go with our next segment. We're going to look at the defense, look at each level of it, what some of the expectations are, and some of the questions as we go into training camp. More Washington Commanders next on 106.7 The Fan. We're about an hour out from Nats on Deck. 340 is when we hand it off to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll be standing by over in Arizona, getting ready for Game 3. Uh, the National Series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Snatch dropping another last night. And they'll send Eric Fetty to the bump when they take the field today. 4-10 first pitch. Nationals baseball is coming up a little over an hour from now. But we're with you up until 340, 800 636 1067 
That's a way to get in touch with us via the MGM National Harbor Listener Line. You can send me a tweet at Danny Noakes. You can tweet the station at 1067 The Fan. Talking some NFL, specifically some Washington Commanders here in the second hour of the show. Spent the first hour talking a lot of baseball, a little Juan Soto, a little trade deadline action, looking at the Nats. And so earlier in this hour, talked a little bit about Chase Young and some of the comments that Booger McFarland, ESPN analyst, had made and some of the outlandish, I don't know if you call them expectations, but predictions that Booger McFarland had which is a 20-sack season for Chase Young. I was quick to say, pump the brakes. A, not going to happen. B, doesn't need to happen. And I think that's more important than the fact that it's not going to happen, is that it it doesn't need to happen. Because going into training camp, you look at the defensive side of the ball with the commanders. I've said it several times today. I said it several times on Friday. My mentality is very simple when I look at them. It's hard for me to believe that they'll take any further steps back from last year when you look at how much talent is on that side of the ball. It's just hard to see. I mean, they were one of the worst units in the league last year, despite having maybe one of the most talented defensive rosters. So it obviously all starts up front. It obviously starts with the defensive line. Commanders have been building the defensive line now for years. Acquiring Allen, acquiring Payne, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. They had Tim Settle and Matt Ioannidis, who were very good complementary pieces as well, but now both of those guys are gone, and the commanders will have to move forward without them. I mentioned the depth on the defensive line as well as the offensive line at the end of the last segment not quite being what it has been in the past. That's true. But so because it starts up front, the Warren Sapp mentality, and remember he was at commander's minicamp earlier this year talking about how these guys just need to stay together as a unit complement one another make their games complement one another right the better they're able to play together the more production each of them will have and as good as the defensive line can be when they're playing well yeah that's going to be fantastic for the entire team but it's really going to help out your linebackers And that's where the commanders need the most help right now. That's the weakest unit on the team is at linebacker. Now, you got Cole Holcomb. He's coming off a career high, 142 tackles, two picks last year. He's going to start at the mic. He's going to call plays. David Mayo will back Holcomb up in his ability to call plays on defense. Cole Holcomb, certainly not going to blow you away with his talent, with his speed, But he's solid there. Struggles in certain situations, no doubt about it. The same thing is going to be said about the guy playing on the other side of him, which is Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis is going to start at Sam, where Kaliki Hudson is going to be his backup. But Jamin Davis was the first-round pick last year, right? He's the guy that comes in with the much higher expectations. And he's already being labeled a bust. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's the case yet. I think the writing is starting to appear to be on the wall if it isn't already with him, but I want to give him the chance. I want to give him the chance to come back here in 2022 and see if he's improved, see if he's more disciplined, see if there's more instinct as he flies around the ball. He's plenty athletic. I see plenty of potential, 
but there's not a lot of that natural football ability yet that you really just have to have to play any form of linebacker in the NFL. Linebackers, a lot of the times, are the best athletes on the field. A lot of the time, not every time. But you need him to step up and be more consistent because someone's got to make some plays and disrupt things, be around the ball consistently when you talk about the linebackers. I think that Holcomb and Davis are good enough to get the job done, but we're going to need to see some certainly more production, a step forward, and a little bit better play than what we saw last year. The good news is, obviously the defensive line is going to be down in front of them, and then behind the linebackers, things are starting to shore themselves up a little bit more as well. Defensive backs are not as strong as the defensive line, but they're certainly better than the linebackers. Kendall Fuller's coming back, and he's coming off a year where he had a career high in pass deflections at 16, added 77 tackles to go along with it. Fuller obviously won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs after he left his first stint with the Redskins, and now he's back. Solid year last year. Pretty good even in some spots. He He's probably, certainly at the cornerback position, the most sure option they have there. Benjamin St. Juiced is coming back. Missed a few games with a concussion last year. think that probably impacted his development. But I think that there's something to prove for St. Juice there as well. And a lot of positive things that he did last year to go off of. Everybody needs to be better. Don't get me wrong. I feel like that's obvious, and that's why I'm not saying it as much. Every, Pretty much every unit on the team needs to be better than they were last year. At safety, Cam Curl is just a stud. And when you start to when you start to look at some of the numbers with Cam Curl, he's played two seasons, and he's played in all 16 games in each of those first two seasons. He jumped from 88 to 99 tackles from his second or from his first to second year respectively, excuse me. Now, he didn't have any interceptions last year after he had 3 as a rookie. But he has started 25 of 32 games so far. That's a lot of games for a guy that is more so a value pick. Cam Curl has to be one of the guys they're happiest about in terms of the draft value. They'll rely on him a lot in the secondary again this year. They'll need him to continue to be a playmaker. So on defense, there's also a lot to be excited about. And it's cautious optimism on both sides of the ball for different reasons. You've got a couple of newcomers on the offense between Wentz and Dotson who you're really not sure what you're going to get out of. And on the defensive side of the ball, you've got a litany of talent, but they underperformed last year. So you're counting on them to make a big step forward this year. I think both can happen. And I tend to think that the commanders are going to be around eight or nine wins this year. Might not be good enough to get him into the playoffs, but... I definitely expect them, because on paper, they are a better team this year than they were last year. I expect them to take a step forward. All right, what stupid comments did Ben Roethlisberger have yesterday to try and remain relevant? We're going to talk about that coming up next. We'll stay in the NFL. One final segment to close out the 2 o'clock hour, so stick around. More football coming your way. You're listening to... Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 106.7 The Fan. Finishing up hour number two, two o'clock hour here on 106.7 The Fan, 2.48 p.m. Sunday, July 24th. Glad you're with us. Danny Noakes with you this afternoon. Denton Day producing the show. If you thought Ben Roethlisberger was going to fade into retirement without much of a fuss, well, you were wrong. I can't imagine that most of us thought that that was going to happen anyway. But here we are. In an interview with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Ben Roethlisberger found a way to become even more unlikable than he already was. This interview features several quotes that I'm going to refer to here, and they really just, to me, show how tone-deaf and out of touch with himself Ben Roethlisberger really is. It made me laugh, right, because I, I've talked about me being a Northern Virginia native, Chantilly, Virginia to be exact, grew up suburbs of D.C., D.C. sports, born and raised. Those are my teams. My girlfriend, Steelers fan, right? <laughs> so he, she had some thoughts on this as well. But so Roethlisberger, in an interview with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, said first, quote, I feel like the game has changed. I feel like the people have changed in a sense. Maybe it's because I got spoiled when I came in. The team was so important. It was all about the team. Now, 
It's about me and this and that and the other, end quote. So right off the bat, in a statement where he's criticizing NFL players nowadays for being me, 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 he acknowledges that when he came into the league in 2004, that he was spoiled with a team that was ready to go to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Because that's the reality of what happened. When Tommy Maddox got hurt, Roethlisberger stepped in. And it would be a year later that he would go on to win his first Super Bowl. But he was absolutely spoiled when he came in with a team that was ready to go to the Super Bowl. And then he had to do very little for to actually get that team to the Super Bowl. Not taken away too much from him, but darn. He certainly wasn't the <laughs> the reason that they, they were put over the top. So, he also went on to say that the Steelers GM wanted him gone before 2021. <laughs> and my first thought after that was, yeah, Ben, everybody wanted you gone before 2021. Your fans wanted you gone before 2021. I seriously don't know a single Pittsburgh Steelers fan personally or any that I've seen on social media that has been happy watching Ben Roethlisberger throw the football in the black and gold for at least the last four years. Their entire fan base wanted him gone for the last four to five years. Now, Kevin Colbert retired after the draft this spring. He is the Steelers' general manager. But yeah, pretty much everybody wanted you gone, Ben. And Colbert, by the way, was the guy that signed off on the draft pick to take Kenny Pickett out of the University of Pittsburgh. And maybe Pickett isn't the most pure passing prospect to come out of the draft in recent time, but I actually do think he's a pretty natural fit, obviously coming from the University of Pittsburgh to play in the city of Pittsburgh as a professional now. Obviously a similar path that James Conner took. And so Roethlisberger, if you thought he couldn't say anything dumber, went on to say this, quote, I might be standing on a soapbox a little bit. By the way, sidebar, if you go and you say, I might be standing on my soapbox or I'm going to get up on my soapbox here for a moment, a lot of the times what follows is not something that anyone wants or needs to hear. So here is Ben Roethlisberger standing on his soapbox, quote, But that's my biggest takeaway from when I started to the end. It turned from a team first to a me type attitude. It was hard. It's hard for these young guys too. social media. They're treated so well in college. Now this new NIL stuff, which is unbelievable. They're treated so special. They're coddled at a young age because college coaches need them to win too. End quote. Again, just the most out of touch comments that you could have possibly asked for from Roethlisberger. First of all, back to the comments about being a team-first player. Roethlisberger has been anything but a team-first player. Because, again, back to the last three to four years, you haven't been playing at anywhere close to the level that you were when you were in your prime. But you played hardball with management in Pittsburgh and demanded that they don't do anything to try and replace you because your feelings were hurt. You continuing to come back despite not being the best option that the Steelers have at quarterback, is not a team-first attitude. That's a me-type attitude. Everybody knows that, Roethlisberger. Everybody knows you are one of the perfect examples of the me, me, me type of player. You wanted the, the goodbye tour 
Whenever you see a guy announce his retirement before the season like that, half the time it's because they want to do the retirement tour. And that was Roethlisberger's reasoning behind that. And now the cherry on top was the absolutely outrageous, asinine, ill-informed NIL comments. First of all, the NIL is changing college sports. But guess what? There's no argument against it anymore. Because you can't argue against players getting their fair share of money to use their own name, image, and likeness when the NCAA has been profiting off of kids billions and billions of dollars for decades. College athletes are the only ones that can't go, at least until the name, image, and likeness rule was passed. College athletes were the only college students that couldn't make money off of what they were doing. If I wanted to go and start a YouTube channel when I was in school at Virginia Tech, and I could, and I wanted to make money off of it like so many kids that nowadays do, or whatever social media it was, I could do that. But if I played on the football team, or if I, even if I played on the track team, you couldn't do that. There's no argument against it anymore. If you're arguing against it, you just don't understand capitalism. You don't understand how the free market works. Sorry. It ceases to be an amateur sport when you're using a player like a Heisman Trophy candidate or any player on any team for any sport to promote your billion-dollar product. That's not how it works. Just absolutely uneducated comments from Roethlisberger. But that's to be expected because he's not said a smart thing in the last 10 years. And it's just a good thing that we don't have to worry about listening to him for too much longer. Goodness gracious. I, I mean, it's it, like, I don't... Tone deaf is one of the ways that I use to put it. But <laughs> he's just so absent-minded and has no self-awareness. Zero. Like, he was a first ballot Hall of Famer, I guess, when they beat Arizona and won his second Super Bowl. That kind of put him in the in the in the lock category for, for a Hall of Fame career. Not that he didn't have good years after that, but it just blew my mind to, to, to see so much crap come from him and have all of it be wrong. Literally every single thing he said was factually incorrect. Every single thing. I mean, if you're gonna if you're Ben Roethlisberger and you're gonna make these kind of comments, you got to go full balls to the wall and start naming the TikTokers and which players in particular that you <laughs> felt were not uh, uh, doing the job properly. Like, give it, give us the tea and give us the smoke if you're gonna do that. Yeah, and it and it seems like it's a great point, Denton. It seems like he was kind of trying to be pointed, maybe at somebody like Juju, who you know does all of these TikTok dances, and and he, you know, is is maybe the face of the new generation of players that you know is doing a lot of stuff off the field to try and, and increase their brand awareness which that's capitalism people that's how that's how you make money you try and drive your own value up that's what they're doing and if i could remind people the best shot that the steelers have had at a super bowl recently i want to say it was the 2017-2018 season all right, they still had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, both in their prime. Defense was nasty. Roethlisberger was still playing quarterback. He was literally 
just chuck balls deep to Antonio Brown, and A.B. would go up and grab it. A.B., for as crazy as he is, sure as heck made Ben Roethlisberger look good for, for a few years. But the best opportunity they had was that 2017-2018 season, the playoffs. They're hosting Jacksonville, right? Uh, a Blake Bortles-led Jacksonville team that would go on to play the Patriots in a, in a very close AFC championship game, by the way. That was a good team. But it was still Blake Bortles at quarterback, who they couldn't stop, by the way, and who beat you in a shootout in the playoffs. It was as much Ben's fault as anyone's, if not more so his fault than anybody else's. And that was always the case. He threw a pick six to Nick Collins on the first play of the game in the Super Bowl against the Packers. Rashard Mendenhall fumbled later on in that game, but you put your team in a six-point hole right out of the gate. Ridiculous. Zero self-awareness. Zero. Not surprising. I sound more fired up than I actually am. This has actually been very fun to rant about. <laughs> I had Denton, I had Denton all curious as to what Ben Roethlisberger said when we were in between segments, didn't I? <laughs> hey, you got me hooked. I, I, didn't, I hadn't heard from the guy. I didn't see anything about it, so I, yeah. I was in the dark. We are in the lull of the sports calendar year, as, as you and I discussed, buddy. So I, I did have to go a little bit further down the list of topics, I guess, to pull this one. But I just found it so ridiculous that I could rant about it for a good you know, 10 to 15 minutes that there's no way I couldn't talk about it. Not to mention he was dead wrong, and it needed to be said. So that's the conclusion of the 2 o'clock hour today. Lots of NFL, a full hour of NFL. We got you a full hour of Major League Baseball to start things off in the 1 o'clock hour. And now we head over to a shortened 3 o'clock hour. With you up until 3.40, we'll flip it around. More to get to. I want to go back to the D.C. Sports Hall of Fame class of 2022. I mentioned that in the 1 o'clock hour of the show. We'll return to that topic next. Stick around. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 